The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. No, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, they have 136 draft beers. You needed them all yesterday. Uh, you didn't need them all for LSU, but they have a late night menu. They have a 50-foot TV. The Pelican House, they have everything you could ever want. They're awesome. Uh, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You should support them because they support us. Uh... I don't even know where to start yesterday. Andrew, do you want to start us off? Not really. He was out of bounds. Nope. Uh, uh, <laughs> yep. I, you want me to start yep. it off? He, he was out. He was out of bounds. And the thing was, like, I don't – not only do I not think I – th- I think he was out of bounds. I think they did leverage on Justin Drescher. I mean, that ending sequence was a cluster fuck of incompetence by the officials. Now, doesn't mean the Saints would have won because it's still at a minute, 22 seconds left to go. Their defense is as great as it was playing. All it would have taken was one big play. Denver would have been in field goal range, yada, yada, yada. But to lose like that is just horrific. Um, Dave, where does it rank on the horrible Saints losses in the last, say, three years? I I feel like this season we we ask this question every week it's like every fucking week we do every week they find an even more ridiculous way to lose than the week before lost twice Uh, on two-point conversions who who does that i mean uh, that that takes skill look um, lost twice on block kicks yeah yeah no it's 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 uh, it's unbelievable um as far as the leverage, I want to get all of this. I want to just make my opinion known and, and, and put my foot in the sand here, the ground, whatever. But, uh, you know, the leverage, no call. I don't know about that. That looked – that was certainly more, way more questionable than whether the runner was – the return guy was out of bounds. Um, I'm okay with them not calling that. Uh, um, I'll tell you what I'm not okay with, though, regarding that in a second. As far as the out-of-bounds, yes, obviously, uh, I think he was definite, definitely out-of-bounds. It's frustrating that it's 2016, we have cameras everywhere, and we don't have cameras that are permanently fixed along each sideline. Um, 
Bill yeah, Belichick. But, uh, I mean, up- ten- tennis tennis has the technology to analyze whether a ball hits the line or not. Bill and this Bell- isn't a judgment call like no, it's the, you know, pass interference had- yeah. or <laughs> the, th- this is thing- like you, you could you could get the technology. It exists because tennis has it to be you know within and- a fraction of a milliliter. You know, hundred ninety nine percentile accurate. Well, that. Here's the thing. A, a foot touches the line or not. Here's you could the thing, know. too. Bill Belichick, two years ago, offered that up and said, let's put cameras so we can see straight up and down the sidelines to know if people are out of bounds. Right. The NFL said it's too expensive, and Bill Belichick was like, Get out of here. We're a $4 billion in the year industry. Maybe we can <laughs> yeah. have a, he said, maybe we can have a bake sale. That's, that's I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the NFL does better than the ATP Tour in revenue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now, now, granted, having having a camera down the sideline may not may not White solve shoes, everything, man. Because, White shoes, because you're gonna have no. But I mean, but I mean, you know, you're gonna have chances are that you're gonna have somebody, uh, players in front of the camera, block, yeah. you know, blocking it. I mean, it's not gonna, it's not foolproof. Although if you have it on every each end, then that might that would certainly help. But. Um, so there's that, and there's the white shoes thing. I, I would say that definitely you're going to have at least one rule change this off season because of this game, possibly even two. They, I don't, I don't they know. have to change the white white shoes. I mean, I, I think white shoes should be banned after that. I mean, I, and it's frustrating because when they do it, it's not going to help the Saints, and the results. Yeah. I mean, it cha- changes nothing. But I, I think the concept that one team wearing a certain color of shoes would have an advantage over well, another team that, I mean, to me, that's absurd. Yeah. And you, I mean, you can't, you can't have that. I mean, everybody's got to wear a shoe color that gives them the equal amount of chance of not getting screwed or whatever. <laughs> I mean, this game, man, I th- wait, I got, I have, I have one Go more, ahead. I have one more point to make about this whole thing. I'm, just, I'm not done yet. Uh, the other thing, thing that really still sticks up my craw is the fact that I think <laughs> as, as as far as the as far as the well. kick was concerned the extra point is concerned uh, I think this once again highlights that Greg McMahon uh, as a special teams coach is Terrible, uh, mediocre awful, at, at, the, at mediocre at the ver- at the very best but but definitely not good it frustrates I- me that that Obviously, Denver had this plan, had this play in their back pocket, and, and obviously they chose the right time to use it. And I'm certain that Greg McMahon didn't, doesn't have, wasn't even aware that this could happen, didn't, didn't talk to Justin Drescher before the play or, or during practice that week or at any point and say, hey, look, this could happen. You need to get your head up before you even snap the ball. Um, you need to be ready for this. Uh, yeah. I, I, we, we just we just we just went out there. Denver went out there like it was the biggest play of the game, and and the Saints went out there like it was any old extra play. You know, you know, t- taking That's that my problem. in taking that single play out of the equation for a second, Dave. I, I first of all, I one hundred percent agree with you. I, I think the Saints need a new special team coach, Dude, a guy that's progressive. Team, listen, listen, special teams don't matter, and that yeah, was offensive yeah, line start blocking. With that. <laughs> I, I, we're we're going to get there, trust me. Trust me, we're going to get there. Um, so for, I agree with Dave 100%. I mean, Greg, it's time for some fresh blood, someone progressive. Uh, but I think this runs a little deeper than just him. I, I think philosophy-wise, the Saints just haven't given enough 
roster spots to special teamers. Like they, they haven't taken it seriously. And on game day, you've got Tommy Lee Lewis and Marcus Murphy both sitting inactive, and you've got Traveris Cadet and Tim what? Hightower and, and, and Brandon Cooks and Jairus Bird running back kicks. Like, you know, why yeah, like, are these guys is, even yeah. taking up roster Ex- spots if you're not going to play them? Like, I, yeah, I like, don't understand what is the, what why, is the- why, why, why even. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. And have them on the team. What is and the part of Murph? For, for the first six games of the season, Brian Dixon isn't on the roster until they're like, oh, you know what? Our coverage units are pretty awful. Maybe we should call them up. And then they bring in Jake Lampman. And now, in the last two weeks, Sam Barrington and, and, and Shiloh Keough, they've get, gotten all these special teamers because special teams is so awful, they're starting to realize, like, wow, we really need to dedicate roster spots to these guys because the guys that we have on the roster aren't cutting it. I got to believe, though, and this, this is a, I think this might be a first for me ever, I got to believe that McMahon is like, Sean, Give me some players for this, please, for the love yeah. of God, help me out. So I mean, I'll def- like that, that. You know, I don't think it, two weeks ago McMahon was like, it might be a good idea, guys. Get me some gunners, you know. Yeah. That, that, now, in fairness, mm. I, I think that was kind of guys like Nate Stupar, guys like uh, Josh PJ Hill. Williams. Yeah, guys like um, yeah, sure, Josh Hill. Guys like uh, Craig Robertson. Those were supposed to be the special teams guys. And Laurenitis and Ellerby and all these veterans, they, they, <laughs> they can't play. And so all these backups that were supposed to be the special teamers have to play now. And these veterans are taking up roster spots injured. And so that's, that's costing the does special ask, teams player. Does anybody ask Sean Payton about Marcus Murphy? Like, I feel like every time he's inactive, like on a Monday, Sean Payton should get asked that. Just even though he'll say the same thing, like – they ought to just let a fan take that roster spot. It'd be about the same thing. I know that they could do like a make a wish for a kid. They got the hype I mean, man. Jarius. They, they got. They could make him. They could. They could dress him out and or just you know it'd be like he's inactive. He could wear sweats on the sideline. I just if you're not gonna, what's the point in having Marcus Murphy on the roster? There, there is no point. 
What's the point? <laughs> um, you know, besides the the extra point that was um, awful, uh, the big go to the game was Michael Thomas. I think he just fumbled again, Dave. <laughs> huh. Um, I mean, I feel like of the the whole thing was they're up seventeen to ten. They're driving, and I know this this sounds weird, but they were one score I think away from totally putting that game away because their defense was killing Simeon, which was the. I mean, if you'd have told me the Saints had six sacks, I'd have been like, "There's no way a meteor's going to hit the Earth before that happens." But they had it. <laughs> Um, and I felt that I felt Dave. That was the big play, like the the fumble. They're driving. They probably even a, even a field goal, twenty to ten, would have would have done it for them. Um, I mean, I think I think either of the, his fumbles uh, had they led to a sco- scoring on drives. I, I think, yeah, I, I think momentum was was definitely in the Saints' favor for most of the game too. Uh, <laughs> you know, I said when the Saints beat the Chargers that they got lucky and that the win meant nothing. And I would actually say that um, even though the Saints lost this game, uh, it, it, it does leave me pretty hopeful and optimistic for the rest of the season. I mean, that's n- that's now two weeks uh, uh, in a row. Was last week Seattle? Was there some? No, who was before? Seattle was two weeks ago. Last week was San, San Fran was last week. Yeah, San Fran, right. Well, which they also they played well. I mean, so you're, you're talking about three weeks in a row now that even though they lost the game to the Broncos, they, they've played – pretty decent football and, 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 and leaves you optimistic for, for the rest of the schedule going forward. I mean, they get, they play obviously Panthers, um, they have yet to play the Bucks. So so, I mean, they're going to have a whole bunch of division. They're going to have a whole bunch of division games and, uh, and the division is still up for grabs. So it's, it's not looking that still (laughs) not looking that terrible. And you, you had, you had to assume that they were going to, lose to the Broncos from the beginning. Uh, I mean, nah. beating the Broncos, beating the Broncos would have just been Lanyap. I yeah, mean, I mean, if sweet, you wanted to, I mean, you can, make, you can make that argument. If they were going to be 5-5, five and five, you want the win to be. They were They were the better team, though, man. I mean, I they should have won that game. They were, I mean, they I, were, and that's, yeah. and that's, what, that's what's got to be I mean, I feel somewhat, like, somewhat good. I feel like Denver was about against to. Against the, the former Super Bowl champions. I feel like Denver was really, really close to taking control of the game early, too, and then Sterling Moore had the, 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 the interception by Sterling Moore and the fumble by Thomas sort of swung the momentum either way. You know, I feel like if yeah. Denver goes down there and they're about to score to make it 17 to nothing, and if they get up 17 to nothing, I feel like they'd have murdered Drew Brees. You know, even though the line held up really well. The yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I just think, you know, when I look back at this game, um, you know, and I, I, I think, you know, obviously we're all biased, but I, I think I wanted that extra point. Yeah, I wanted it to be leverage, and I wanted it to be out of bounds so bad. Um, you don't want to just you, you know, don't want to lose like that. You just like yeah. It would have been one I thing mean, if Denver would have drove down at I the end and kicked fair. the field goal. I think I, I think it was called okay. I mean, I, I'm not psyched about it, and I do think he was out of bounds, but. I do agree that it's not 100% clear. And, you know, I think it's one of those things where if he had gone down the sideline and that, that umpire, you know, who was running out. right behind him down the sideline, if he calls him out, he's out. No way on a review they overturn it, you know? Yeah. So it, it's kind of one of those calls where it's like they're sticking with whatever they call in the field and video evidence isn't, you know, conclusive either yeah. way. But I, at the end of the day, for me, I just think 
it's frustrating because too many times this year, uh, you know, there's kind of two things. Number one, the Saints have gotten killed by play. It's different players making mistakes. You know, in Kansas City, it was Fairley and, and Mark Ingram, guys that you don't expect, got veteran guys, guys you expect to make mm-hmm. smart plays, and, you know, they make colossal mistakes. And, you know, Mike Thomas, who's been the most consistent and solid player on the entire team all year, with colossal mistakes in this game that cost Bro his team. Bro was pretty terrible, um, too, yesterday. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and I, you know, Mike Thomas and Bro both, I mean, they get a pass. Bro, you know, Bro's coming back from a broken leg, and he's a solid player, and Mike Thomas uh, definitely deserves some rope. He's been fantastic all year, and I have tons of confidence that he'll bounce back from this. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing that keeps sticking out with me and going back to special teams and all those Saints fans, you know, we we fought with on Twitter, Ralph, that say so, that you know, special I need to teams give that don't up. matter that much. I need Fix to give that the up. defense. I, I'm sorry, but once again, a colossal mistake on special teams that kills the game with the result and the balance. And w- when you make mistakes like this, the, the Saints have had too many games here's come a, down to the here, final two minutes and the final possession. You just can't have Here, monumental screw-ups like this on special teams and expect to win. Here's the thing that I argue with. We're not arguing that the special teams are need to be elite or their special teams are average and they need to make them very good. We're talking about you need to make your special teams from a garbage dump to close to average like that's where they need to get you cannot win game you can't be a playoff team in the nfl when you have a bottom five defense and a bottom five special teams i don't care how good your offense is you you're you're just not gonna win and you can you can say well there's you know you have to make decisions on the roster whatever you can't be this bad on special teams win you have they have to fix it and Jalen Sanders, I don't know if, if maybe they could get him back. He was a decent returner in 2014. Um, you know, uh, they probably just have him inactive. He'd collect dust. I mean, they've got a couple explosive guys. It's just, uh, I think, ball security, they're afraid to play him. Um, but the alternative, I mean, you look at what Jarris Bird and Brandon Cooks. I mean, Brandon Cooks was real close to fumbling his oh, punt. Lord. You, know, you got Traverse Cadet catching the ball out of bounds. Um, you know, the, these guys that are supposed to be more trusted and solid uh, aren't doing much better. Um, and I, I think Sean Payton is just deciding, you know what, I, I'd rather guys returning that are going to help me in other areas. And so Cadet, you know, and Cooks and Bird, you know, they offer auxiliary things. You know, they return, but they also do other things on the field. Uh, but I think at this point, you've got to think about a guy that can ignite special teams like Marcus Murphy. We've seen how explosive he is, Tommy Lee Lewis. I mean, I I think if you're going to carry these guys on the roster, at some point you've got to give them a chance. And it it just, it can't be any worse. I guess it can't be any worse. It could be as bad. I guess they could, they could do the Atlanta thing again. They could do the Well, I mean, you know, that, that, that's the fear. That's the fear with Tommy Lee Lewis and Marcus Murphy is you put them back there and we were just talking about not having monumental screw-ups, and I think the risk of monumental screw-ups, you know, it's kind of high risk, high reward with those guys. Yeah, but eventually, like Marcus Murphy, if you if if you like, are they trying to fix his fumble? Like, eventually, like you either got to cut him or give him one more shot. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I really think some of the biggest issue now, you know, coverage and return and, and 
kicking, you know, those are all different. But the main issue for me with the kickoff returns and the punt returns is it's never the same guy. It's a different guy every week, and you can't get acclimated and comfortable and if you're not getting reps. And, you know, the NFL is all about confidence and reps and, and being able to feel comfortable out there. And no one has been doing that job long enough for the Saints this year to feel comfortable. And the musical chairs has to stop. Like, they need to decide who the return man is and just stick with them. So that was the terrible part of yesterday. They did have a few bright sides. Dave... Uh, we fretted over the offensive line all August, and they didn't have Armstead yesterday, and it was fine. Uh, <laughs> it was like a was. I mean, Andres Pete was a. I mean, Andres Pete. Is it fair to say that he was a disaster in August? I think that's fair. And uh, yeah, he was getting moved well, around we were, a lot. We were crapping our pants about Andres Pete. So I mean. My question to you, Dave, is the defense had six sacks and they were all delightful. Is the pass rush real, do you think? No. 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 That is ridiculous. Denver had only given up, Denver had only given up five sacks going into yesterday. I'm sure, but um, no, the pass rush is definitely not real. Uh, Somebody folding a piece of paper? No, I'm I'm peeling vinyl. I'm doing Great. work at home. Um, uh, no, I, I would not uh, would not expect the Saints to be getting six sacks every week from here on out. Well, the, and Andrew, what's the maybe not six every week, but is this pass rush? Is it real in a sense that it's going to be better than what it had been no. before Rankins? And how good can it be going forward? Yeah, I, I mean, I think Rankins provided a boost. And you, we know that Fairley and, and Jordan, you know, kind of bits and pieces have been good this year. And when you add one more guy, and Rankins has a quick first step, uh, he was real disruptive in that game. He was in the backfield a lot. He was getting upfield, great first quick step. Um, so Rankins helps, I think, big time. And I, I think anytime you add a guy that's a plus pass rusher, um, you know, Davison, you know, as much as I've liked him against the run, he's not really a pass rusher. And Onyemata hasn't really done much this year. Kruger, and so I, I think warm yesterday, fair to say. Yeah, Kruger, Kruger, that's fair, fair to say. Um, but, you know, I think anytime you add one guy that's a plus and an improvement, it, it kind of helps the balance and makes everything a little bit better. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I do think Rankins makes a difference. And I do think Rankins will improve the pass rush. Um, you know, they're not going to get six sacks. Kruger is going to go back to having games where he completely disappears. Um, you know, I think Jordan will have games where he plays a tougher right tackle and, you know, he may not play as well. But um, I think the Saints pass rush over the second half of the season, assuming they stay healthy and Rankins continues to improve. Um, I, I think we'll see a better pass rush than we saw in the first half. Dave, uh, right, what was it, last Thursday, they announced there was a report that Kenny Kenny Vaccaro is uh, tested positive for Adderall or something, and he's going to get suspended for. Well, four wasn't games. there? Wasn't didn't didn't the NFL come out and say that they had no record of that at all? They don't get a record of it until a positive B sample. So apparently, they're waiting on the the B sample, the result of the B sample. So it sounds like something got leaked, kind of prematurely. 
I mean, how does, he, how does the appeal process work? How long can he stretch it out? Um, God, wasn't yeah, that whole? Wasn't that whole? Really remember when Will Smith had the whole Star Caps thing and a couple other guys? Yeah. That, that that lasted like yeah. forever before they actually got. Well, to well, first of all, we don't know what the test is positive for. I mean, Adderall is what every NFL player comes out and says they tested positive for. The reason for that is. I just think the average fan knows that it's ADD medication and they're like, oh, yeah, he took it to stay awake. No big deal. Like, And they, they get over it. From a PR standpoint, that's a lot less damaging than he tested positive for cocaine. He's an addict. Or he tested positive for PEDs. He's a cheater. So, you know, that, that's what every NFL player is using these days as an excuse. And the fact that it's already out there. The NFL is not allowed to leak that information. So to me, that came from Vaccaro's camp to kind of get out ahead of any judgment or PR issues. But, you know, there's still a second sample, again, that has to be tested. And then after that, he could appeal any ruling um, and kind of delay this thing. I mean, you remember with Star Caps. Um, <laughs> what was and, it? I and can't even, even remember. The, and, even with the Goodell, and even with the Goodell punishments, I mean, they just kept kicking the can on that. Um, and yeah. it was close to a year in both situations before – uh, some of those guys actually serve their sentence. Well, I mean, you um, would, would they be? I would say for the Saints right now, they'd be better off kicking the can, even if they could stretch it out for three more weeks. Because, say they get you get to where your four games left. Yes, it could really screw them for the playoffs to put the push. But they need him the next three weeks. If they get to if they win the next three weeks and they get to seven and five, and he's out the last month of the year, well, whatever. But if he if he's out, I mean, the can, there, there is. No, there is no playoff push if you lose the next two games. Yeah. So, you know, like it, it's kind of the, the margin for error here at this point. Like the Saints can probably lose one more and and definitely make the playoffs. And two more, it's already kind of dicey. Yeah. You know, it's a, if, if they lose two more games, I would say it's not a given that they go, what would it be, five and two the rest of the way? I would say it's not a given they make the playoffs. Oh no, so, nine, and, nine and seven. Yeah, I mean it would. So six and one is probably the only way they guarantee themselves a shot. So you can't really get six and one without your best defensive player. Now, I, I don't think you can with him, uh, but you certainly can't without him. So yeah, I, I think you, yeah, from a strategy standpoint, you got to keep kicking the can um, until it comes time to pay the piper, and hopefully by the time he starts serving the suspension, it was worth it. Uh, Dave, Willie Sneed was awesome. Uh, Brandon Cooks, his, that catch, I feel like it gets lost in everything. Um, but if, if I had to say. Yeah, that really sucks for him. (laughs) But Dave. I mean, he does, he seriously deserves so much credit for that. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought it up because I I was going to mention that earlier and interject, but, um, yeah, I mean, Brandon Cooks is like, what, 5-1? And, uh, and he was going up against, and I mean, he he was double covered in the end zone by guys that I'm certain were like three feet taller than him. And he still somehow managed to come down with that damn ball. Um, that was, it was truly impressive. And you're right. He, he gets screwed because the whole extra point has just overshadowed everything. That's, that's what I wanted to say earlier when we were talking about the extra point. I wanted to say, Hey, let's not forget about the sick catch that Brandon. Yeah. Cooks I mean, we, the- um, <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, we'd be talking about we'd be talking about that as one of the great catches we've seen in the last two or three years. If the Saints end up winning that game, like that was, a, I mean, yeah. And, exactly. and by the way, it wasn't that smart of a decision by Breeze, but yeah, no, it's a terrible idea. <laughs> you know, let me let me throw it to the short I, guy between two Broncos. 
I mean, I think I think Drew trusts Brandon uh, probably more than any other receiver on, on the team. I mean, he's I, I got to do it. I mean, he's he may actually is he the like longest tenured receiver that uh, is 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 on the yeah. Saints. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I think so. You know, see, yeah, there's certainly. And it's only it's only three four years. Um, it's not like he's been with the Saints for ten years, but uh, but he but he does have more more time and experience with Drew's, Drew. And I think that uh, says something. And then the other thing was I was actually sitting next to Willie Sneed's girlfriend and daughter and his parents, and uh, so it was pretty awesome to see him have a two touchdown game. He came over after the first touchdown and gave his dad the ball. That's cool. Uh, and his little daughter. So that was adorable. that was the third the the third Willie Sneed. That was oh yeah you know what that's right I was sitting next to Willie Sneed the third. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andrew Tim Hightower was, was this was the second there? <laughs> no no and I don't know whether he named his daughter Willie but then she would be the fourth, I guess. Wilhelmina? No, the, the fifth. Uh, the fifth, yes, yeah, sorry. That's right. <laughs> Andrew, the Tim Hightower renaissance was really fun against Seattle, and it was fun against San Francisco, who's terrible against the run. Um, but is that sort of like timeshare experiment sort of over? I felt like Tim Hightower looked really No, I mean, I, know, I, I think Hightower still deserves to be in the mix. Um, I, I do wish... I see what you're getting at. I do wish that Mark Ingram had gotten more carries. I do think. And, you know, he took that big shot to the thigh, and he kind of limped off, and I wonder if that kind of limited his reps um, just from, you know, just from getting tweaked or whatever. But, um, I, yeah, I mean, I think it's clear Ingram is the best back on the team. I mean, I think everyone already knew that. I think, you know, Hightower had – a couple games stretched there where he kind of got hot and, you know, people were clamoring for him to get more playing time. And I think he deserved it. I still think he's the number two back and I think he deserves to play and get reps. Um, but, you know, as opposed to a 50, 50 equal share thing, which is kind of what I felt like we saw yesterday. Um, I would be in favor of kind of going back to two thirds, one third um, and sticking with Ingram, you know, and yeah. obviously if Ingram fumbles or he makes mistakes, you know, that changes things again. Um, yeah. But right now, I think I, I yeah. think Ingram's the best back on the team. Clearly, normally you wouldn't be worried about that injury, but with a Thursday night game, you know you'll have to see how things, yeah. how things go. Uh, you know, the interesting thing with Drew Brees is I felt like he was pretty terrible in the first half, Dave. But God, he got hot in the second half. Uh, how much do you lay yesterday on Drew Brees? Dave, um, you know, yeah, he's he certainly should shoulder some of the blame. Um, four turnovers, two of them were were straight up interceptions, and the other two were obviously fumbles. Well, um, Mike Mike Thomas had his hand on the second interception. Yeah, that's true. Okay, okay, um, <coughs> and uh, what was I going to say? Oh, and I did predict last week that Breeze would be the the goat of the game, and that he you would that did. he would throw a couple of interceptions, um, and I was also the only one to predict that the Saints would lose. Yes, you were. Um, so, down. so yeah, yeah, so yeah, so af- well, after that missed extra point return, I was I was really giggling and, and laughing inside. No, I, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm kidding. 
thought never <laughs> crossed my mind. That thought never crossed my mind. Um, but, uh, yeah, it wasn't his greatest game, but, I mean, shit. You know, you're talking about giving Michael Thomas a pass for two fumbles and uh, and uh, and who else were we talking about? I think his rating was perfect in the second half. I want to say well, that's, I read, that's surprising. I read, I read that somewhere. Drew Brees gets a lifetime of free passes, um, and he, he certainly wasn't terrible. He just, like you said, in the first half, he just really wasn't that great. Yeah. You know, I, one thing I'll I'll say about this game, and if there's anything I hate more, it's fans that second guess Sean Payton's play calling. Like it, that drives me mm, insane. No, when like every Saints fan on Twitter thinks they're better offensive coordinators that can call plays better than Sean Payton, who's had the number one offense in the NFL basically for the last decade. Yeah, and you know, and everyone thinks they're an offensive coordinator that knows better than the Saints coaching staff. It drives me crazy. Um, that being said, I'm about to do what I just <laughs> said I hated. Um, I do. I did feel like on third, there were a couple third and ones where the Saints got a little cute. First of all, my God, stop it with the Ingram pitch on third and one. Now, one of, they did it once and it worked, and then they tried it again. Yeah, it, it worked because, up, because Ingram bowled the dude over because he couldn't get to the corner. Yes. So, again, I'm going to say this again. Stop the pitch to Ingram on third and one for, for the love of God. Actually, take it out of the playbook altogether. No pitches to Ingram ever. Yes. Um, the other Co-sign. thing that bothered me was, you know, the pick that they threw um, to Cadet. You know, that was a deep ball on third and one. They got the matchup they wanted. Uh, he was one on one, I think, with a linebacker, and he got behind him. But you know, Breeze just made a mistake with the throw. But I just John Kuhn, he's like seventeen for. I mean, I'm making this up. I don't really know, but he's like <laughs> seventeen for seventeen on the year. I don't think yeah. he's been stopped once on a third and short. Like yeah. at some point, can't you? Like I know the Saints were trying to be cute here, and I I felt like they second guessed themselves a little bit because of the defense they were facing. But at some point, it's just like you got to be stubborn and like until this stops working, I'm going to keep doing it. And I, I just would have liked to have seen on those third and ones, which were critical. I mean, they had, the Saints had one third and one that was deep on their side of the field. And that, that's an important first down to pick up. I mean, I would just love to see the Saints put their trust in Coon. Yeah. I mean, it's just I, I don't really the, – the play calling didn't so much bother me. It's just, I mean – on that third, I mean, that's a I, tough I think, defense. I think on the yeah. third and one, I think the play to Cadet, I think Sean Payton in the back of his mind's like, we're going to pass this and we don't get it, I'm going to go for it on fourth. Like, I think that was, the, I think that was probably the mindset there. Um, yeah. It just didn't, it just didn't work out. Um, before we get to um, the, the Twitter questions, uh, we touched on it a little bit earlier, Dave. But the secondary was kind of terrible yesterday in that they allowed 11 of 19 third downs. Uh, are you concerned about Del- or Delvin Bro? Delvin, yeah. Are you concerned about Delvin Bro, Dave? Oh, yeah. That, that's, the, that's the other guy we were talking about who gets a pass. Um, <coughs> uh, no, I don't think having one not good game is uh, cause for concern when you're talking about Delvin Bro. Like, like we just said, He's he, he he gets a pass. So no, well, I'm not I guess my I mean, Demari- Demarius Thomas is a pretty damn good receiver. Yeah, and, he, and here's the yeah. thing. Here's the thing, though. Are we are guys? Are we not so worried that that bro is suddenly terrible, but that 
it's going to take him till December to get back to being how good he was last year. I just think it's, I mean, it, it, he had a broken leg. I mean, once a bone is healed, it's healed. It, this isn't, this wasn't a, uh, a muscle issue or anything like that. So I, I think more than anything, it's just, um, getting back in the, in the flow and the feel of it and getting the reps and, and getting your confidence back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, I look, the, the, I don't know why you're asking whether the second, I mean, the secondary has not been good at all. There's not really, they can't really get much worse. I mean, they can't, there's nowhere really to go, but up. So I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm not really, I'm not going to, nice. yeah, they were. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it's, I'm not going to sit here and be upset and worry about the secondary getting worse, uh, that when I, I've already when, resigned myself to the fact that they were terrible, I, I did think uh, Ellerby had a nice game, and you know, obviously oh, when he plays, Lord, we'll it helps to... the defense. I mean, oh, so it was played. nice to see him. He, Ellerby, but did you guys, did you guys notice that on the first play of the game they ran off guard and Ellerby made the tackle, and he was really slow to get up. I know. Did I, you guys I didn't notice that? that. I did notice that. <laughs> he, he celebrated really vigorously on that sack. I was worried that he was going to rupture his hamstring. Uh, but we have a before we get to the game prediction we have a ton of questions uh let's see i bet we do is this is freaking about football he asks is dave is michael thomas poised for a 13 reception 200 yard three touchdown performance thursday yeah look hey hey last mark ingram fumbled a couple of times got benched and uh came back with a vengeance and I, i i do think mike thomas is a mature player like ingram is and uh I could definitely see him coming back and. Uh, and You're saying uh, he plays best angry. <laughs> and also, uh, Carolina's yeah. secondary is terrible. If I if I know Mike Thomas and I don't, um, <laughs> I, I think he's I think he's the kind of player. I think he's the kind of player that um, really like like Mark Mark like Marcus Colson would do. I think he would beat himself up about it, and he would make sure that he never has a game like that ever again. And he comes back, uh, guns a-blazing. This is from No Lemonade, uh, Andrew. Let's say Trump appoints Greg McMahon to be Secretary of State. Are we stoked, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Would we? I guess the question is, are you willing I mean, you know to how, let you know the Middle Kevin East go to shit? About Venturi, right? Well, it, I guess the question really is, are you willing to let the Middle East go to shit? So the Saints could possibly have competent special teams. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yes. Sign me up. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Greg McMahon. Yeah, I wasn't thinking of it that way. If Greg McMahon is doing something for Trump, then that means he's gone from the Saints. Yes. So we would have to replace him. No, that sounds amazing. <laughs> um, but no, I, I mean, obviously, I want him replaced. I mean, I'll be honest. I Greg want- McMahon. Greg McMahon is approaching Kevin... Kevin's feelings on Rick Venturi. I mean, I want a pony too, Andrew. It's never going to happen. You know, (laughs) I mean, the Skooks ask, when did we enter the upside down? When the the Demogorgon ate the defensive backs when Trump won, when we died on Facebook? Yes. I think we we knew we were entering um, the gates of hell, Skooks, when all the defensive backs got injured in a two week period. We knew that it was the gates of hell in 2016 was going to be sort of awful. Um, 
we talked about this is another question we talked about delvin bro getting targeted by denver um this is from reichert dave what condiment should i spread on my shit sandwich i'm a saints and auburn fan and voted for hillary rodham clinton Ah, uh, you know that really depends on on your on your palate. Um, you know, most people, most Americans, <laughs> I, I would say most Trump supporters are ketchup guys. So, um, so since he voted for HRC, I'll, I'll say HRC. mustard. Yeah, uh, this is from Jason Roan. Uh, Andrew, how big an advantage are the all white color rush unis? Since the ref never know we if we are out of bounds. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah, great point. I mean, you could literally lie out of bounds, <laughs> and they could review it, and your whole body could be out of bounds, and the ref wouldn't wouldn't be sure. This is from Mark Chafin. Huge advantage yeah. for the Saints. Mark Huge. Ch- Mark Chafin. Huge. Bigly, it's bigly. Uh, Mark Chafin asks, I guess Michael Thomas forgot to do his hand yoga. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is from Alfredo, Dave. What what's, what's the what's the what's funniest about that dude being out of bounds is that he didn't even have to be that close to the no, sideline. No, he didn't. No, I mean there was it a guy was so dumb. down, but he was but he was a good five yards away from him. Uh, he did not even have to be anywhere near the sidelines. Yeah. It was completely unnecessary. <laughs> what chances do you give the Saints to catch the Falcons in the NFC South, or are any playoff hopes more a wild card? Uh, I think your best bet would be a wild card. Yes. Um, what chance would I give them? Yeah, I'd say uh, twenty to one. All right, let's pull up the Falcons. I, I, w- I would give the Saints a fifteen percent chance of making the playoffs, yeah. which is better. At zero and three, I would have given them about two. Yeah. So you know, it's it's better than it was. If they had won against the Broncos, I mean, I would have said fifty fifty. Yeah, because then you're basically tied. That, that loss hurts. It really. I they mean, have I, you know, Atlanta. It's, it's had, a real bummer. Here's Atlanta's schedule. They host Arizona, who's secretly not any good. They barely beat San Francisco yesterday at, at home. Then they host the Chiefs. Then they go to the Rams. They host the Niners. They go to the Panthers and they host the Saints. So I would say you're looking at what are they six and four. I would say you're looking at. Uh, I think you're lucky if they lose seven three times. And f- seven and five, eight and five, nine and five. Uh, yeah, I think I think ten and six is the number, and that's and that that's assuming the Saints beat them and they lose to the Chiefs and to win lose. to win the division ten and six. Yeah, I, I think if the Saints, you know, I I think this if the Saints are nine and six going into Atlanta. So that would mean losing one more, basically going five and one over these next six. I mean, that's what it's going to take. I, I think um, they they would be playing for the division week seventeen. Yeah, I think that's it. You know, um, the thing is with Atlanta, they're they're like the Saints in a sense of their defense is so bad. You never like you never know like when a team can jump up and beat them. Like you would you would look at the Rams and you'd be like, oh, the Rams are they're last in offense and they never they're. They're not, they're not beating Atlanta. And then you look up and it's like, oh, it's 17 to 10. And Todd Gurley has 120 yards in the third quarter. You know? Yeah, but so, Atlanta has a pass rush. Nah, that's true. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, do, 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 do. Um, do, 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 do. 
uh, were the call the bad calls of punishment for Bree's uh, bad mouthing Goodell last week. Also, fuck <laughs> Goodell. Uh, this is Wallace asks Andrew, how the hell did this franchise ever get itself together enough to actually win a Super Bowl? Oh man, that that's why it was so amazing when it happened. No one knows. <laughs> Dave Anthony asks, what do we have to sacrifice to the football gods to get a winning record? Seven virgins. <laughs> Whatever Darian Stewart sacrificed. Yes. We need to <laughs> sacrifice that. Mana, Andrew Monadula asks, what musical instrument what musical instrument will New Saint signee banjo play? <laughs> that might be that might be my favorite question of the month right there. <laughs> he's gonna play. Well, the- he's a, he, he's a special teamer, so uh, whatever he whatever instrument he plays, it's probably broken. <laughs> Uh, so if the Saints did what the 49ers special teams, if the 40, if the Saints did the 49ers special on that last play, a coach on the side, a coach on the sideline trips the returner. Yeah. And it would have been a touch and they would have awarded Denver two points. Although the fun part would have been the, uh, it would have been on the national media all day long today that Greg McManus tackled the Denver dude, which would have been fun. Um, that would have been the best play move. Yeah, of his you, that forty nine er play. Somebody tweeted me in the rule book about the full Browner last week that the NFL, you do it once, they can warn you and then start doling out fifteen yard penalties. If you do it again, they can start giving out touchdowns. So you can't just keep doing it. Uh, <laughs> this is from Eric and uh, Dave. Should we just learn to love five hundred? Our games are so much more fun than the Patriots. Anything can happen. Uh, yeah, you you better damn well learn to to love five hundred. Uh, I I think we're we're in for a little bit more of mediocrity. This is fun. This is at fun. least at least we're not the Browns. Yeah, this is a fun question. No. Oh yeah, this is from Dylan. Since Carolina is missing their two offensive, Federico. they're miss Carolina is <laughs> missing missing their two offensive tackles over under. Saints get ten hits on Cam Newton Thursday. How that would be delicious. I mean, I would say over because you figure I figure the Saints will get three sacks. Cam Newton will run four times. That four or five times that gets you to eight already. You know, I I think overs. I think overs a pretty good play. Um, you know, Ralph and I were arguing about this on on text message today. Uh, he was saying that. Uh, he hated Thursday night games. That he I do. really I, like couldn't stand it. And I don't know. I kind of love Thursday night games. I mean, first of all, I, I don't understand this whole like Twitter outrage about Thursday night games. First of all, it, it's more football during the week, and I love football, so give me more of it. And you know, and what else am I going to do with my Thursday night? It's very shitty football. And and then secondly, I think the parents out there can appreciate this. It's a good, It's a game where my kids are asleep. <laughs> so like sun, Sunday, like during the day, I've got to deal like manage watching the game, getting excited with like two kids that are vying for my attention. Now by now, you know they've been in this household long enough. They know to basically just leave me alone for three hours on Sunday during the Saints game. But 
still, it's like, it's just, uh, it's a better just, viewing experience for me when the kids are unconscious. Maybe. I, get, I just like my football <laughs> on Sunday, man. I just, because now they're going to play Thursday. And then, you Dave, got, you know what I'm talking you about. You got nothing to look forward to on the weekend. LSU. The, the kid thing isn't 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 a factor for me, um, but I, I I do see where Ralph is coming from. Once you play on Thursday, then the rest of the weekend is, you know, you got nothing to do. But I, I actually I do like it because then you don't have to pay that much attention on Sunday if you don't want to, and you can get shit right. done. Yes, <laughs> and not only that, but if a win on Thursday, now a loss on Sunday sucks. But if okay. you win on Thursday, you kind of got your win ahead of everyone else that week. And so you can kind of like watch everyone passively and kind of laugh at them. And you know, it's, it's kind of like you're already in the driver's seat. You got your win, and so you can just root for a Falcons loss and a, and a Bucks loss. And you can watch them get hit and get injured. And you're like, yeah, Saints are sitting at home well, on Atlanta's the couch. Off. Atlanta's, Atlanta's off. So if the Saints win Thursday, we don't get to root for an Atlanta loss. But I hear you. All right, last question, then we get to game picks. Uh, this is from Ali Kazami. Uh, how many more snaps till Ellerby breaks his leg? That's so mean. <laughs> I mean, I give him two games. I mean, he makes it. He makes a difference. You can see why the Saints keep him around. You know. All right, let's get to game picks. Uh, oh, and by the way, remember to donate. We still need to keep the lights on here. Go to Saints Happy Hour podcast page and click on the donate button and donate what you can thanks to michael silver peter and johnny they all donated last week we appreciate everyone who donates uh all right dave i'll start with you the saints are a four and a half point underdog to the carolina panthers who are three and six and i know saints fans it doesn't seem possible but carolina had a loss 10 times as brutal as the saints they were winning 17 to nothing and 17 to 3 going into the fourth quarter and lost 20 to 17. Just so just keep that in mind, Dave. Who you got Thursday? Yeah, Carolina's in bad shape. I think their psyche is really They were really down. Busted. They one Greg, Greg Olson called it the the worst loss in 10 years. Yeah, um I mean, they are they're definitely a, a hobbled team physically and and mentally. But um but this is a division game, yep. and uh, these two teams know each other, and we know anything can happen. That's why, Ralph, when you mentioned the Cardinals almost losing to San Francisco, you're like, yeah, San Francisco. Division. That's yeah, that that's you know that that's fair. Um, all's all's fair in division games. Um, so, uh, and I'm still. <laughs> Look, I think the Saints have been playing much better these last three weeks. I'm I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but um, I just, man, I just feel like they're going to lose this game to Carolina, and it's going to be and it's going to be heartbreaking, and it's going to yeah. really hurt. Um, and and I also hate to say it, but I've been pretty good at this predicting thing the last two weeks. I'm kind of on fire with the predicting. You are. <laughs> hopefully, I'm wrong. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, I'm wrong. Hopefully, I'm wrong here finally, but. Um, I just don't have a good feeling. Short week. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, obviously, Carolina's at home. And uh, Saints are underdogs and uh, by a little bit more than home field advantage. So Vegas, uh, you know, Vegas might know a little something, too. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say, 
31 to 27 Panthers. And Who's the goat? Who's the goat? Yeah, I'm going to say um, it's not going to be Michael Thomas. He's going to have a hell of a game. Uh, and it won't be Breeze. I'm going to say it's going to be somebody on defense. I'm going to say. God damn. This is hard. Ah, shit! You know what? It'll probably be another special teams disaster. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with freaking Jarris Bird. He's gonna muff a punt. Oh my god! <laughs> Andrew, yeah, that's who I'm gonna go with. He's, he's like the one guy that hasn't screwed up on returns. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes. I mean, I agree with Dave that I agree with Dave that it's going to be a close one. I mean, that that's your 2016 Saints. I think um, I think they're playing better football. Uh, I think you know, offensively, Sean Payton knows how to attack this defense. He's been real successful against the Panthers both times last year and 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 this year. So, um, you know, I think I think Sean Payton will come in with a good game plan, and I think uh, the offense will get things rolling and be able to score some points. And I think, you know, Cam Newton will do his thing. I think he's going to have a good game. And I think a lot of, like a lot of Saints games this year, it'll probably come down to who makes a play in, in the final two minutes. Um, I, th- I think it'll be close. And um, so uh, I'm going to say the Saints pull this one out, though. I think Carolina's kind of down in the dumps. Um, you know, I, I see this w- with the Panthers. I think when, when things go well – and Cam Newton's having fun and the fans love him and, and things are good. But uh, I feel like when that team's not doing that well, I, I feel like his teammates kind of sour on his act a little bit. I yeah. still don't think Cam Newton's a great leader. And, and I, I just think it's one of those things where like winning cures all, but I still think he's a guy that's kind of tough to play with. And I think yeah. when you're struggling like they are, um, you know, his teammates just, you know, they, I, I just think he's a hard guy to play with. So, I'm going to say um, the Saints are going to pull this one out and get back to 5-5, five and five, sweeping the Carolina Panthers on the year. Um, it's going to come down to the final drive, 27-24 Saints. When was the last time uh, they did that? Score. 2011, I guess. Yeah. Sweep. Uh, the Saints are going to score a touchdown on the final drive. So, that, you know, they'll be down 24-20, go down and score. Um, and it'll be Kobe Fleener. Scoring the last Ooh, touchdown. Kobe Flina. Um, this one's a this one's a hard for me. I, I, you know, Andrew always you always joke that I say, well, it could be a blowout either way. I don't know. Um, I have zero idea how this goes. <laughs> every time I get a call from Ralph every week, I swear to God, he's <laughs> That's like, true. Andrew, this week I feel like I've got. I feel like this week you the Saints are going to get off to a fast start <laughs> and true. they're just going to blow them out. Or they, they start flat and they're just going to get dump trucked. That's what he says every, <laughs> every week. week. Every week. It's true. It's true. You probably could. I should just leave. Instead of waiting for you to pick I should just leave the voicemail and then you can just play him on the podcast to people. And just <laughs> the, the team name changes. Um, but the, the Saints, man, it's going to be excruciating close. I feel like the Saints, they've lost in such bizarre ways. Like we're, we're like – it's going to be like a Hail Mary two-point conversion where the officials let – Carolina have like 15 guys on the field and they're going to lose. I, you know, I want to pick 
I was all set to pick Carolina. But I think with the Saints' renewed pass rush, Carolina missing both of their tackles, I think the Saints can win this one. And I'm going to say... I'm going to say 34 to 27 and it seem it, it'll look like a one score game in the box score but it won't really be. It'll be kind of this Carolina gets a couple of garbage time touchdowns to make you maybe a little bit worried and they onside kick at the end or something, but I think the Saints are going to win. It's not going to be a game with 5 minutes to go and the Saints are going to win 34 uh to 27. That's my prediction. So then who's your player of the game? Uh player of the game will be um I'm gonna say Vaughn Bell's gonna pick up a fumble and run it in for a touchdown. Oh. So Can you can you just give him the pick six? Because we haven't had one of those since twenty twelve. No, we're not we're 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 not having a ooh, pick six. Ooh. You know you know who the quarterback was the last time the Saints had a pick six? Oh, it was Cam Newton, right? It was Jonathan Vilma. Jonathan Cam Vilma Newton, and his 2012 and his arthritic knees took it to the house. The Saints lost that game like forty-five to ten. Uh, so that's the prediction. So you can go to uh, Canal Street Chronicles, Dave. Have you written anything this week for the Peoples? No, not not this week. Yeah, uh, you can go to Saint Nation. Andrew's got his grades up. He gave poor Michael Thomas an F. He deserved it, but Aww. poor uh, Mike Thomas. Yeah, want want want. He had six targets and three of them were turnovers. <laughs> 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 we we didn't touch on this guy, but uh, I think that might be the best game Cam Jordan's ever played in his life. I know he didn't have like three sacks or anything, Andrew, but God, he was awesome. Yeah, dominant. Um, so go to St. Real good. Andrew's got his offensive grades, defensive grades. Uh, you know, Kevin is Kevin was uh, MIA uh, for whatever reason. He's sad or something. No, he just had to work. Uh, you know, and unlike the Broncos, uh, Kevin was. All right, I fucked up that joke completely. Anyway, <laughs> I was gonna say he he was out like the Broncos. He was there. out. Yeah, he was out like the Broncos. Uh, so, uh, for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, who's out, uh, I'm Ralph. Until next week, the bar is closed. (laughs) 